Welcome to Old Town New World, live from Millstone Pizza in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I'm Jason Mudflaps Broadwater. And I'm Chris Toe Tap and Gervais. And we're here to talk about the ever changing world of small town USA. Yeah, Did we yeah. count it off? No. Okay. I'm not actually Jason Broadwater. I'm little old Chris Trevay. And I'm not Chris Trevay. I'm big old <laughs> Micah Trollfield. Hey, what's up, man? So um, what's going on this week is that uh, Jason is behind the controls in the, in the recording booth. I'm tearing it up. He's tearing it up in the recording booth and also running sound. So um, he will also participate in this conversation, but I guess it's going to be led by me and Mike. And what we're actually going to talk about today is um, a subject that comes up a lot at Rev and Flow and... Uh, primarily in the, sort of the web video video stuff we do, but it's really applicable to uh, a lot of different aspects of a business or, or any kind of media. Um, it's the idea of finding a story, finding the story in whatever the subject matter is. More often than not for us, it's, uh, you know, we go <coughs> do a, a video for a company and it's, it's sort of a, a nutshell concept. Uh, but it, it encompasses what, what this company is. And sometimes that, that really does mean it just it necessitates that we show what this company does day to day and what they offer and, and uh, at best what distinguishes them. But at best, those kinds of videos are really showing you the, the story there and the story of the people that run that company and the story of that company and not, not necessarily the history of that company. Those aren't the same thing. The, the idea of the, sort of the narrative and story of something isn't always the exact same thing as the history. Sometimes it is. Um, but uh, yeah, we definitely try to, whatever we're doing, especially a lot of times when it comes back to, to edit, um, uh, you know, and sometimes the, the client has, I need this video to say this thing and, and that's one thing, but you know, uh, if we just have this, this idea of a nutshell video that's talking about the client, we, we, when, we, when it comes time to edit, we look for the poignant kind of things that they've said that speak to the, like I said, the narrative about what kind of company that is and, and who they are as people. Um, but I, I mean, I personally think it's a it's a philosophy that now me and Mike can make movies, so um, obviously this is how we view things. But I think that even if you're even if it's graphic design or even if it's a marketing strategy, um, I think the idea of finding the story is really the idea of finding the part of what's happening that makes it something that humans can connect to. Um, which hopefully, if you have a product, if you have a business, that's why you're doing it. You know? Yeah, and for certain things, it could be. Um like say we're doing a video for uh, like health insurance or something like that like we have to not only do we have to go learn what they're talking about which is always step one but then yeah we always try to like for one thing you need everybody to flow together um, I feel like it's always to rev and flow together. to rev and flow together yeah I feel like it's one of the most important things is that you have you have a flow from uh, topic to topic even if it sometimes it's kind of you make it up a little bit but you have to finesse it um and while you're doing that, you're trying to show, maybe there's this moment where this person that works there is uh, kind of shows their personality. And maybe maybe they don't say the most important thing, but you can tell from that, uh, like what it is to work there or something like that. So it's, it's always kind of doing the fine line of, is this exactly what they're trying to say? Or um, mix in with, is this a good way to say it basically? But right. it's kind of a subtext, yeah. in other words. So there's the text of what they're actually talking about, and there's a subtext which is 
really about them and their personalities and their right. likability and their, you know, their honestness or their trustworthiness that comes across when you sit across the table with somebody and you experience what it's like to interact with them, regardless of what they're talking about. You know, so a lot of times y'all are, I mean, get to me if I'm wrong, but y'all are focusing on having that come across as much as you are actually the content of what's coming out of their mouth. Absolutely, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the the overall feel of something like that, like a video for a client, uh, over for whatever the subject matter, be it an uh, uh, umbrella kind of nutshell video or a specific topic, um, the overall feel and energy of it is one thing, and that's sort of the most important thing. I think that hits you even on the rough cut. That should hopefully hit you right away. You should be like, oh, I get, I get what this is supposed to be. Um, and then you fine tune it from there, which is more about the content, you know, and, and those kinds of things, you can, you can micromanage them down to the finest detail about what this person's saying about this and, and, and all these little details. But uh, for the most part, I think that, I mean, honestly, even when you go to do interviews, you sort of instantly get, you, you know right away, okay, well, this is this kind of company and, and it, this is, this video is going to have this kind of feel. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's easy to find. Sometimes you have to look, you have to... It feels like it's it's sort of just informative and um, just kind of like you know just sort of the nuts and bolts and then you then the more you look at it you're like you know let's try to get something in the music that you, you choose to kind of accentuate it and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say one big thing that I think is identical to uh, writing movies or writing of any kind is um, like the, one of the biggest challenges, one of the the last things you do is you figure out what is the tiniest uh, clip that you can use of what they're saying that still gets across everything you need. Um, so, like in a in a movie, they always say, um, start at the last moment you can and get out as the moment you can, and it really works the same way. Like you first, you have it, and somebody will say, like, in my opinion, at this company, the most important thing is, and then they'll say something, and it, it sounds great. And after a while, you start realizing, like, oh, you just cut that. Oh, you just have these little chunks of information that just have to flow together. So. You know, it's funny, we actually end up getting a lot of mileage out of, like, um, usually the best s stuff somebody says is sort of, like, later on in the interview and after they've talked about, they've sort of addressed what they're talking about. And so you, you get a lot of, like, because blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, when you, like I said, when you micromanage those things, you're like, why are they saying because? We don't know what because is. But but I think there's an inferred, you know, I mean, I'm going, going down a rabbit hole here. But the thing is, is, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's about getting the, the energetic pieces of what someone's saying yeah, that, that sort of come in the middle of what you're saying or whatever. And that, that actually specifically helps sometimes when they say because, because it lets you, um, it lets you link stuff. Even if they're not exactly talking about what the person before them was, you find something that sounds or that feels similar, and then they come in uh, hammering in another point that might not exactly be uh, correlated, but it just feels, it feels natural. It makes a a minute and a half video feel like a minute and a half. Sometimes it can feel like 50 minutes if, if, you, if it's too poorly paced. Right, like the very first video I ever did for Evanflow was for Evanflow and it was like there wasn't a whole lot of like, um, well, you know, we needed exactly to be this. It was sort of like the direction was like, we want a video that kind of shows what kind of company we are. Now, so, wait a minute, we didn't provide you with direction? That's weird. <laughs> there was literally no direction. <laughs> it was one direction. It was Actually, One Direction was present. This was. They did the soundtrack. Yeah, they did. We spent it was a lot of money on that first video. We, we kind of lost our shirts on that one. But <laughs> they scored the whole thing.
But um, but you know, I mean, the truth is that was I really enjoyed that because I, all I did was I went back when I edited it and I was like, what's the most interesting, compelling things they said? I was barely even aware at all of what you guys were saying. <laughs> I just knew it sounded interesting. Yeah. So like um. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you look for, you know, and um, like I said, that's going to vary from company to company, but the important thing is, is like, the idea of like finding, finding that interesting thing that, that defines it, and then letting that be the motivator of, of the video, and like I said, that, that applies to pretty much anything, even, even if it's not, well, it's kind of obvious with video, because it's almost like a little miniature documentary, so right. yes, you, you have no choice but to find the story. But like I said, I mean, I think that, you know, um, like okay, if you're designing a new website for a client, you know it's it's a good idea to like look at that client, um, research that client, see what kind of client they are, and then let that sort of visually inform, uh, you know, what you design. It's like, uh, and this is probably not the last time that I'll reference Pixar or Disney in this particular podcast, but I know like Finding Nemo, they started doing these 3D computer designs of the ocean when they were in pre-production, and they based it on like you know underwater footage of the ocean and they were like this looks way too much like the ocean and it's kind of boring so they were like they, they scrapped all that and they were like they told all the artists to make abstract paintings of what they felt the first time they got in the ocean and then that was the basis for how they designed Finding Nemo was these abstract because that's the great thing about art is you take the literal and the real and you find the emotion in that and that's how you inform your art, you know, and which I know this is getting very philosophical about web design, but but that's how it is. It's more about how something feels and how it exactly looks. And a lot of times, it is literal and it is it is just imagery of this company or whatever. But the feel and the look of of it. I mean, if, if it's something as simple as if it's a law firm that's kind of a prestigious law firm, you know, you're not going to have a bunch of fluorescent greens and and glittery animated gifts, you know. And that's the simplest version of that but that can go as deep as you want it to you know I mean you can and also nothing is objective so even if you make it clean professional and slick it's not like that's quote literal really in any sense right. I mean that's still a representation through imagery and you know it creates a, a visceral feeling and all that stuff it just creates that simple clean right. conservative visceral feeling so you know I, I think what if we were able to translate this storytelling into the way to um, perpetuate the growth and redevelopment of a small town. What if we were able to tell Rock Hill's story, not by telling its history, to your original point, right. Chris, there's a difference. I mean, there's the history of Rock Hill, that's fine. But telling the story meaning like representing the present through, you know, visceral imagery and metaphor. Right. And if we, you know, start with abstract paintings and then illustrate right, right. it, great. But, you know, how could, how could we start to apply that type of process or thinking to um, a, a town. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like photography, you know? It's like, it's even photography, which is, on some level, a a literal thing. It's like a photograph of something is, is a document of the way that thing looks, you know? But the truth is, like, a really great photograph is a great, important historical photograph because it embodies the energy and spirit of a, of a thing or an event, a place, you know? And, and um, that's that kind of story, yeah, that you're looking for. And yeah, like that to that idea of like if there was it, in Rock Hill or whatever small town, you know, when you can get in touch with that narrative and energy and story of a place, that that's the step to finding you know whatever the solution or the future or the the positive progress of it is is all about that. You know what we ought to do is have people create some type of abstract art 
about their feeling about walking into places in downtown Rock Hill. Like, they come into Millstone, what do they feel while they're here? How do they hear? Why do, how do they see it? Amelie's, you know, we do Rev and Flow, whatever. Just things around being downtown, standing on Main Street, and then somehow turn that into some type of um, almost story about the present. Not a story in the sense of like that there's necessarily a narrative arc and a character development, not a story like that, but almost like a, a nutshell of downtown Rock Hill based on abstract impressions of different people. And that would be, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. One thing, this is completely jumping subject, but one thing that I find, doing these videos for whatever company, it's almost like um, if you're in college or whatever and you're writing an essay and you have to become, you know, even if it's only for a couple months, you become an expert on this little topic. I feel like that's a big thing with these videos is that, like, I've, I almost feel like an expert on, like, bariatric surgery and underinsured uh, coverage plans and stacking, like, all this stuff that there's no... That I mean, some of it I should possibly know as a human being, but a lot of it, like the, the insurance stuff, I didn't know anything. I'm constantly, every time we talk to a lawyer, I feel like I, I'm hearing things like, oh, I guess I should have, I should have known that in my life, and I'm learning these specific topics. That I don't know if you, do you experience that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think mean, if you want to expand your horizons, go work for a web marketing company. You know, I mean, and especially for someone like me, who, um, as it may reflect in some of my comments on this podcast. I have a very one-track mind, I have a real tunnel vision, and my entire life, all I have cared about is movies, and it, if information falls outside of the realm of movies, I am ignorant to it. This includes, like, you know, very general, normal people stuff that I just don't know how to right, do because right. it didn't happen in a movie. Um, and so, I, yeah, every new client we get, I learn some new interesting thing about whatever it is they do, and, I, and, I, and I'm fascinated by it for at least a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because, it, because I'm educated on it, and... Uh, and and which is that's the thing I mean no matter what kind of business you have um, you have something to say you no matter what if you didn't have something to say you you know you'd be at home on the couch I guess drawing unemployment you know <laughs> I mean like having a business is having something to say I mean you you have either you have an education that, or just a, a God-given skill or whatever and you have a you, so you have something to say and you also are a human being so these are sort of the two ingredients that make great marketing and great business right. and a lot of these videos the purpose is to be giving people advice so it's kind of being drilled into our head that like uh, 20 40 times that we watch the video that we're we really are getting all the advice that we're trying to get out there for other people so I'd, I I actually really enjoy that part of it right but um like I said my, my favorite thing is um is when you is when you well my favorite thing as far as making videos for clients is when you have those clients that are naturally, um, their, their personality and stuff just come across in the video. And, and you know, I mean, sometimes it, it can be unfair because sometimes there are people who just are naturally just ready to be on video or whatever. And there's some people who aren't, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's really awesome when you, when, you're, when you have an interview with someone that just their personality just informs every part of it, you know, and, and that's a good way to be. But um, but like I said, I mean, it doesn't. You don't necessarily have to be that kind of person to have a, a story oh, no. to tell. You know, we all do. Yeah, especially if we're only making a two, three-minute video of uh, like an hour's worth of footage. Like, yeah, you don't have to be fluent. Well, you probably need to be fluent, but you don't have to say every word perfect. We can we can craft it to get you across, hopefully. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Is is sort of the only real 
necessity going into making that kind of like a web video that's a informative documentary style web video is that you just are that you care about your business and you care about what you do that's really the only necessity you can have you can be petrified of video and petrified of talking in front of people um, but if you just take that chance on talking to to the person beside the camera like you would be talking to them if they weren't beside a camera then that's that's where we can find that story and that's what people that's what your clients are interested in well you know just like they have to be passionate about what they do to provide kind of um, you know more interesting content because their passion comes through it's y'all's passion and story and people and that minute for which you're passionate about the topic that creates that gives you all the ability to create something good because otherwise if y'all were bored with the process of creating if you were bored with the idea of story if you were bored with people as fascinating creatures your movies would suck you know oh, exactly you yeah. got into this last week about uh, Robin was analyzing um, Robin current or uh, often guests on Old Town New World was analyzing the idea of compassion and art or whatever and I think we we're talking about the idea of like if you don't if you're not interested in people, I guess it's sort of like what can you what can you tell them and what can you convey, you know, in something creative if you just aren't interested in people and which but then I think I don't know, I mean some people could argue that the idea of, of a person saying they aren't interested in people is a lie anyways. Because like no matter how misanthropic you might think you are disinterested, you, you you actually are interested in people. I mean it's part of your, your DNA, you know, I mean it's part of who you are. You exist to, you know, interact with others. And all of that is what informs that story and that narrative that you own, that everyone kind of owns. And if you have a business or whatever, that business owns that narrative that you inform it with yourself and your you know, fellow employees, or even if you're a single person business or whatever. Yeah. Like what, what was, uh, we have, uh, we've, had, we've had clients before that were, the business was just two people, you know, like the marriage council. Yeah. Right. And, um, and you know, we which was that was the great as far as their story and who they were and stuff. Oh you know, right, that was interesting. And that those that worked really well because the only two people that worked they had a relationship themselves, so you were able to not only were you talking about what they do, but you were talking about um, who they are, who they are as a in a relationship, who they are in general. Because I mean, I, that kind of added a different level to that video, which I really enjoyed. So th there was a lot of story built into their business to begin with. Right. A lot of personal, their, it was their personal story that drove that business. But like to Chris's point, I mean, every entrepreneurial type of activity, business, wherever it's driven by some type of story. And even just employees of a larger corporation or something, I mean, everybody has story wrapped into everything they do, everything, they, everything they're trying to do, everything they're trying to achieve, their story wrapped into that. Right. It's something that whether you realize it or not, I mean, even if it's like the first time you sat down to make a sketch of what the logo for your company would look like or you sit down with your nephew and ask them to help you sketch what the logo for your company would look like um, that's what you're doing you're, you're telling a story and it's a small you know micro story I mean stories a story doesn't necessarily it's just it's sort of a catch all term for that the conveyance of some kind of emotion or, or you know I mean there's the is it Hemingway that wrote the eight word story or, or yeah. whatever yeah you can tell a story in eight words Hemingway did it what was it his was that well, his was depressing. Uh, baby, ba yeah. I don't know if it would include it. Yeah, it was very depressing. Baby shoes for sale and never worn. Yeah. For, for yeah. sale. Wow, yeah. that is depressing. Depressing. <laughs> yeah. But it's a story in, in eight it words. It really is a story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes you, makes you think. And... But, I mean, there, you know, it's, it's and, and, I mean, like I said, this is 
going way down into the philosophical rabbit hole, but I mean, it's like a, uh, the choice of a color for, you know, your business, for your brand or whatever. It's, it, it's, it's funny because it's like whether the average entrepreneur realizes it or not, it's, it's not that much different than like an abstract artist that goes and covers a canvas in red paint. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's a statement. It's a statement using color. It's a statement using a visual. And it's sort of like if you are creating something and doing something and conveying a visual image or, or any kind of image or whatever, that's what you're doing. You're telling a story. You're telling a narrative. Um, is there is there art that isn't story? Or is it that you could interpret any art to be story, but somebody else could say, that's not story, that's just an image? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of the subjectivity of, of it all. I mean, it's, it's like those people that... There are people who are like musicians who... Who, it's funny because it's so trite, but it's so understandable. There's musicians who are like, when people are like, "What is this song about?" and they're like, "I think that's a, that's up to the to the audience what the song's about," you know. And they all kind of say that, um, but then they're like, "Well, it's actually about this, though." I mean, but that's how it is. We even if you don't intend something to convey something, it will. And, and if you forcefully tell it not to, it probably still will. You know, I mean, that's that's. I'm sorry, that's the way it is. Uh, Anti-artist. <laughs> yeah, and really. No matter what, even if you try to do nothing, you paint a canvas completely white. The story there is that you decided to paint the canvas completely white. So. Or a snowstorm. Right. Or a snowstorm. Right. Yeah. There you go. There's a in, tiny, there's yeah. a tiny speck in the. In, invisible man navigates snowstorm. Exactly. So, yeah. But so therefore, if we can establish that literally stories are all around us and are, are um, I mean, there's definitely the argument that you know life itself is one incredibly long story. I've heard it said many times that uh, Facebook is the, like an incredibly, infinitely long, horribly written Charles Dickens novel, <laughs> and that completely makes sense. It's completely, it's this, it's this nightmarish Pickwick Papers, <laughs> which is like completely what it is. That makes sense, but, but I mean that's a, that's it's all around us, you know. And so here, I'll just this will only be the second time I bring up Disney and Pixar. It's one of the things that distinguishes like the architecture of like the Disney company and the parks that they build. They, they they obsessively and compulsively cannot build anything without writing a story. They can't build like a frozen yogurt stand without deciding whether they openly broadcast a story or not. They're like, this frozen yogurt stand was on the island of blah, 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 and a tornado picked it up and threw it down here. You know what I mean? And I love that, and that's such a great way. And the thing is, it's, always, it's this thing that they, they start every design they do. And, and to some people, that might be arbitrary and silly. But the thing is, is that it creates a general energy and a general sense that's there whether you want to find it or not. And even if you aren't interested in engaging that story, it's still there. And so I guess that's why it's important for everyone to sort of, on some level at least, be aware of, I guess it's, it comes out being aware of who they are and what their story is. And, um, and that's from, like I said, as a client size. And I guess from the client side, being aware of who you are, you know, you're, it's not really writing like a mission statement, you know? It's just like, what do you believe in? What are you ultimately? And, and that's sort of the starting point for, like I said, marketing or anytime you're doing it. If you have to, anything that, that goes away from like your normal day-to-day stuff, even if you're designing a flyer for your Christmas party or whatever. I mean, yeah, you can just, it's like there's definitely an edict in uh, screenwriting. I'm sure it's in, in writing in general about it's never okay to just put something in a story just because you think it's supposed to go there. Like that's the one time you know you're messing up is if you put something in a story just because you're pretty sure it's supposed to be what goes there now. Um, the one thing you're still doing is figuring out what matters and what goes there. At Revenflow Web Marketing, there's an important philosophy about the why. And I think that that is the most valuable 
I did not come up with the why. Jason introduced us to the why. But I think that that is the most important dynamic of just about anything you can do in this world is to ask why and to always be aware of why. And, and, and maybe you can't always put your finger on it, but you should always be at least in search of why because if you don't have, if you don't have a why, then you don't, there's no wind in your sails. You know, you, you, are, you are putting things in place because you're pretty sure they're supposed to go in place. You know, and that's, that, that ties into that idea of finding a story and telling it. And story, you know, if we take it to its broadest perspective, I mean, all religions are born in story. History is story. You know, the, the way we make, have made sense of the world as a, as, a, as a human race has been in story. You know, oral traditions and all, everything we carried forward was always story. You know, until we started thinking about things in terms of recording data, which we did that early on. I mean, Hammurabi's... Yeah, right, data, yeah. <laughs> recording him talking about He's stuff. He's fascinating, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, early on in the, in the first civilization, Hammurabi's laws and stuff would record different census data or whatever they might record. And, you know, um, in, in, in the Bible, there's a census, you know, thing that had people traveling back to their hometowns to record data. Even that's a story. You know, the, uh, any census data or anything, you know, so from the beginning of time, we've developed our civilizations even around stories. So, you know, we're talking about it in the aspect of building a business or creating a video in small ways, but really it's so part of our culture that it would be maybe the biggest component of, of human culture. Because otherwise, you're just by yourself. And, or, well, actually, I guess if you're by yourself, it's their story, too. Right, right. <laughs> you can't exactly. avoid it, you know? Right. Is it, though, that we're just like, this is a new buzzword and we're just attached to the word story, so we're like retroactively applying it to everything about the human experience? Oh, yes. I mean, that that's happening. I mean, I guess, like, the idea of, like, especially because of, like, thing, like I said, like, Facebook and Twitter and, and calling things a story when they may not necessarily be traditionally considered a story is kind of a thing that happens now. But um, coincidentally, that <laughs> story is sort of the thing that I've always just... It's just I've always valued story. Anyway. What, so, so the definition of a story is what that it has. It's something with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Is that the definition well, of story? Obviously, one not. definition. But one definition. yeah, that is one definition. That's if you're yeah, if you're talking about a tweet, uh, you might just have the middle. Somewhere. But that's the thing, you know, that concept of like that's something that gets harped on a lot in screenwriting and stuff is the idea of like a beginning, a middle, and an end. And a lot but of but that times, exists in everything. That exists in everything, but at the same time, you have like. Um, there's something to be said for, like I said, like, I mean, the, uh, sometimes the beginning and the middle and the end are, are an implication. Right. Like, like the idea of a tweet that is like an interesting thing that someone says, and maybe you can, I'm, it's, I'm sure they're out there and I, I can, I'm sure I've seen them, but I can't, I can't quote you one right now, but there are tweets there, what is it, 140 characters that are compelling, interesting, emotionally impactful things that, like I said, maybe, maybe the, the beginning and the end are sort of implied or some part of that it is or whatever. I mean, it's for the same reason that it's one of those things that you have to, for the same reason that a short story, you know, there are many Ray Bradbury short stories that are, are literally nothing more than him explaining to you what his idea for a short story was and then getting out, you know? And I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, this should probably be cut from this podcast. I'll say that right now, but this is way out there. But I mean, could a word be a story? I mean, like Absolutely. if you take the word fallen, I mean, is that a story? Does it have a beginning, middle, and end? I mean, a tweet does have a beginning, middle, and end. I mean, if you actually, right. you know, it has a first word and the last word. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to avoid your question and ask another question, and then <laughs> okay. you're gonna, and Chris can answer both of them. <laughs> okay. Is a math equation a story? Absolutely, yes. 
If yes. it's an equation, it has a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, and even if it's not, there's there's an end, even if you don't know it, I guess. Especially if, and boy, this is getting very nerdy and very <laughs> philosophical, but if we can, as earlier decided, recognize the idea of subjectivity and the idea that those things that can exist... I mean, obviously, like I said, that Hemingway thing, that's pretty recognized as, yes, people call that a story. That's thats People love to point out that... Thank you. That the guy told a story in eight words, and um, he, not only did he tell a story, he told a story with backstory. Yeah, with backstory. It's that, a great story right. too. Yeah. That, I'm still thinking about it. Actually, right. it's incredible. I mean, it's sort of like the reason that works is it splinters off in your mind into all these things that he did not tell you. That he did not. It's not on the nose. There's all these things that your mind. That's the reason. It's, that's the reason you hear it and you go, whoa, wow, because it starts splintering off in your head into all these things that you know you're thinking. And sometimes they're kind of nebulous or whatever, but that's that idea of subjectivity, like a painting. You know, to say that a word or a math equation can't be a story is like saying that a painting can't say anything because it doesn't have a second frame. You know, I mean, it's just like, it, it, it's, and that's all based on that subjectivity and that implication that is up to the viewer and that is up to the reader. I mean, there are people who, I mean, you know, think about like, um, I mean, the idea of just like, there are many times in life where these important profound things happen to you because you saw something, some small thing that just affected you in some major way. And that's sort of what that comes down to. And all of that is, like I said, it's a story. I mean, but but I mean I guess we're we're really sort of getting down into the idea of, of what defines story and what and, and like I said earlier about the idea of your perception and, and your senses inform you of something. And you could argue that everything you're informed of by your senses is a story. So we went off on a crazy tangent, so we're just going to come back and try to wrap this up in a really awkward way. We'll, uh, put, it, we'll put it in the extra features on the DVD when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the laser disc is going to have crazy stuff about what we just <laughs> talked about. But for now, I think we're going to wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying uh, us at Old Town, New World. See you next week. Peace out, y'all. Jump.